少佐前から聞いてみたかったんだけどなんで俺みたいな男を本庁から引き抜いたんですお前がそういう男だからさ不正規活動の経験のないデカ上がりでおまけに初対持ち電脳化はしてても脳みそはたっぷり残ってるしほとんど生身戦闘単位としてどんなに優秀でも同じ企画品で構成されたシステムはどこかに致命的な欠陥を持つことになるわ組織も人も特殊化の果てにあるのは緩やかなしそれだけ What is up everyone? Welcome back to the Red Sea Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co host, friend, and the person most likely to be like, hey, look at this picture of my wife and daughter, which is a picture of him, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight?、Uh, I'm well, thanks.、Um, yeah, I do that all the time.、Mm-hmm. So、I pull up my senior <laughs> pics, be like, look, please, <laughs> look here. I, I promise I have a family. I'm not single. <laughs> I don't live in a hotel. <laughs> we do what we got to do out here, you know? She's beautiful, but she's dying. <laughs> but she'll get better.、Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is the show where every week Perk and I review a movie connected to the last one we watched. If you like our show, we post pretty much every Friday on podcast services and YouTube. Also, check us out on TikTok. I post little clips there as well.、Um, but yeah, if you like our show, tell your friends about it and come watch some movies with us. Last week, we watched Your Name, one of the most famous anime films out there. And we followed an animator, Hideki Hamasu, to this week's film, Ghost in the Shell, another absolutely infamous title. Perk, why don't you intro it for us? Okay.、Uh, Ghost in the Shell is a 1995 joint directed by Mamoru Oshii, starring Atsuko Tanaka, Iyamasa Kayumi. And Akio Otsuka. Nice.、Uh, thank you. Yeah, didn't even <laughs> rehearse that.、Um, and it's about a,、uh, you know, a city in 2029 where people and bionics are, are the lines are blurring and got a lot of cyborgs. And,、uh, it follows a crime fighting division of a police force、uh, with the main character who is a cyborg.、Uh, and Some evil guy, the puppet master, is the antagonist, and they're trying to hunt him down. There you go. Uh, uh, the fun fact I had for this one is、uh, the director deliberately did not animate the main character's eyes. I'm going to. Like blinking, right?、Name. Yeah, Kusanagi.、Mm-hmm. Her, her eyes were deliberately not blinking because、uh, to make her feel more like a doll. Um, or to, you know, to emphasize、yeah. that she's not fully human. It was, it was effective. I definitely noticed it. Yes, but no, yeah. So,、um, yeah, that's all I got. All right.、Uh, Perk, you watched this yesterday? I did. I'll let you go first thing. I watched it two days ago. You're a little more fresh than me. What did you think of Ghost in the Shell? I am pretty torn on this、mm. one.、Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the record. This is a take. I know that this will get me booed. <laughs>、um, I should have watched the dub.、Um, usually, and you know, I, I, I watch the dub of Ghibli movies because that's what I grew up with, but I will watch it, anime movies.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll watch、mm-hmm. anime movies in the, nat- in the original language with the sub. The difference with this movie is it is, and this is one of my. 
uh, slight negatives on the movie is it's so reliant on expositional dialogue that I found myself not being able to pay attention to the what was on the screen because I had to constantly be reading what what they were saying, like staring at the subtitles uh, for most of the movie. Um, so I th- I think even if the dub is garbage, which I'm sure it is, uh, I maybe would have gotten to appreciate it better if I wasn't so focused on trying to not get confused by, you know, the words on the bottom of the screen. Sure. I actually, I kind of agree with you there. I, I feel like, because you watch on YouTube, right? No, so I rented it. Oh, okay. So I watch on YouTube, and I guess I don't know the comparison between the subtitles for YouTube versus what you watch it, but um, I was definitely confused a bit, and I had to, like, rewind some stuff, because there's, like, complex political things happening. I was like... Oh, yeah trying to keep up with everything and like what is a ghost and there's i mean very intense um technological sci-fi concepts here um so i was also struggling a little bit of just fully understanding what was happening um and it also felt like i don't know if you noticed this it felt like they were like subtitling more than what the person was saying yes no i i was gonna mention this because there were definitely silent pauses where there was yeah like a full phrase was on the screen it's like oh and no one's talking (laughs) is that yeah is that some hand holding because there's a like an incongruency that happens in in japanese that does it's like it's not a problem for them but in english you need something to bridge that gap yeah i don't know but it was very odd yeah like i remember after she fights the tank and she's like on the ground she's like all fucked up you know yeah and the her buddy comes over. I forgot what he says of like how you doing ever. And like the subtitles are like, I've been better. What'd you use to take it out? But I swear she said like two words. Like yeah. <laughs> I feel like they added the I've been better part as just like a localization thing or something. It was very odd. I, I feel like this was not the best subtitle job I've seen. I've just it just felt like stuff was missing or added. It was because they never say what a ghost is, right? Am I crazy? No, I think it. I mean, you can get the kind of it figured out. Yeah, that it's like it's a, an actual human soul. It's like the right. the one thing in theory you can't replicate or uh, make artificially. But yeah, you're right. It's it's never explicit. I think part of the reason why everything is maybe over subtitled or a little complicated is because just how complicated the subject matter is. Yeah, yeah. Like this, you're right. The sci-fi topics they grapple with are really intense and in depth. Um, and there's a lot to explain. So I, I understand that the subtitles have to be pretty quick and, uh, and pretty in depth, but that's why I'm saying like, maybe if, if I spoke Japanese, I could have a better appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit dense of a watch, I would say, but that being said, it's also really short, which is nice, but also doesn't help it because they don't have a lot of time to explain this stuff. So it's all like really crammed in. Yeah. So I, I, it's an hour and 22, so yeah. it's very short. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it struggles for that because it has a lot of like meditative establishing shots, which I thought were gorgeous Yeah, and yeah. added so much to the ambiance. But th- those take up time. And then you're you're stuck in a position where we need to move the story forward. So they just have a character just spill five minutes of expositional dialogue um, just to explain what's happening and keep everyone like up with what's going on. Um, 
So, and, and just those long stretches of, of dialogue were a little bit tiring, as I mentioned, because I'm having to read the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the first sub 90 minute movie where I'm going to say it was like, it dragged a little bit, <laughs> which is <laughs> or, really or hard like, to say on a movie so short. But. Yeah. Or just like, it just wasn't, the time wasn't allocated properly. I don't know. Like. I, I think honestly, yeah. I think it would it would the pacing would be better, and you could it would be a little less dull in patches if there were an extra like twenty twenty five minutes of movie. Yeah, which is yeah, a crazy weird catch twenty two. But yeah, I almost would say I'd recommend like just read the manga. Like I feel like reading the manga this would be a lot better. You can go at your own pace. You yeah. can like kind of absorb things better. Like read the manga and then watch the movie because I bet if you read the manga, this is a lot easier of an experience and more enjoyable right because you have to worry about like the core plot but um yeah that all being said i guess what i'll say about this movie is like i i understand why it's so influential in the cyberpunk oh, yeah. genre like obviously 100%. it's blade runner came up before this and like blade runner i think influenced this but like clearly an inspiration all, all of the body modification stuff and cyborg stuff is so cyberpunk especially like if you played 2077 perk no sir. Um, but oh my god like it this seemed like just absolutely foundational to so much of the cyberpunk genre. And like I think all of that stuff is really, really cool. Like the guy, the I think game he's an American scientist who has the fingers that like yes. pop out so he can type super fast and like just all the talk about like what what is life? What are cyborgs? What to the point of what body modification point are you not human anymore? Um right. I really loved Major's um speech about diversity and like how that's the key feature of life and like if you over specialize you're dead and like having like a well-rounded team is important like i feel like we don't get that message a lot of like what the meaning of life is or what the advantage of life is is that like diversity so um i think there are really cool themes in here yeah the the scene where she's talking to is it ishikawa it is tagusa he's the one human on the team tagusa is the human yes yeah uh when she's talking to him and explaining that she has him because he's so unmodified. Yeah. Because if if two full cyborgs or two robots fight each other, it's a predetermined outcome. Yeah. Because there's no there's no spark of randomness or or inspiration. It's just a simulation that'll end the same every time. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting scene for sure. And yeah, yeah I agree with you. I think that the the medium of animation lends so well to this cyberpunk yeah. genre. Yeah, because you can add in so much stuff that looks more uh, just real. No, real is not the right word, but it it it's it always fits. Abrasive. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same style. Like I can't it's all like smooth. I kind of want to watch the ScarJo version now just to see, but I bet the CGI looks so weird because, like, yeah, if you do the same guy with his fingers popping, like it's gonna look. Yeah, you're gonna tell it's CG versus with this, it's all drawn, so it all looks yeah. within the same world. It all looks know? like it's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, you don't have any like weird goofy CGI stuff exactly like what you're talking about, which I'm sure they do in the in the new one, but Yeah. Um I would be kind of curious. I'm sure everyone hated it. Um but yeah, I like I already mentioned but the the city that they're in, they take a lot of time to show establishing shots, to show mm-hmm. overviews, you know, just little stuff and uh those shots are always paired with, I thought the score was really cool. Mm-hmm. It really perfectly lends to like, 
I know this is a '90s movie, but it feels very '80s, like the yeah. kind of yeah. the synths and the score and stuff, and all of that contributed to what is like a flawless ambiance and absolutely tremendous world building, uh, which feels kind of effortless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the like I said, I've I've got the other problems, but the setting, the animation, which I think holds up fantastically. Yeah. Um, the music and and all the the wide establishing shots, I thought were just so effective and really brought you to this place, this like neo-punk cyberpunk type uh, setting. Yeah. And yeah, some of the concepts are so fucked. <laughs> like, I mean, the guy who I mentioned at the top who gets hacked and thinks he has a wife and daughter and like, yeah. they're like, yeah, we might not be able to get your, your memories fully back. Like that's so messed up, dude. Like, and just the, the dystopian stuff like that you get with a uh, cyberpunk types of society is just like it, it hits different <laughs> i don't know for me yes. personally it is, it's just so much scarier because it's like i don't think we'll ever get to that point in but real life but it is life, a natural like, progression right 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 um and I, i'm actually what my bonus review is i'm watching something very similar um okay. so i've been thinking about stuff a lot lately but we'll get to that when we get to it um but yeah i'm talking about the animation i'd seen the scene before in like a youtube video talking about it but the scene where she tries to rip off the tank like the, the top of the tank, and she, she rips her own arm and leg off. Yeah, holy shit, dude! Like, oh, yeah. like incredible, absolutely incredible animation there. And like, and I think all the invisibility stuff is super cool and well done. Like, yeah, and yeah, the way so, that so they stunning. animated the, I, I love the set pieces, and um, they're really well choreographed. And the way that they use that uh, thermo camouflage, yeah, um. Which I don't really get. I, like, I, <laughs> you would think either humans or robot eyes could probably see it, but they're like, "Nah, we're on it." But I, I was about that too, because like, because apparently infrared doesn't pick it up. But like, if it did, it wouldn't be effective. Nobody would use it if you could right. use infrared. So I think that's why it's called thermo camouflage, and it also masks your like heat signature. Ever. Yeah, but yeah. the guy figures it out because of the weight in the car. So that was that was that was really clever. He's like, "There's something else." There's other people here, man. The door's not closing fast enough, and there's other extra weight. Um, yeah, it's it's just cool. Like all this stuff's cool. Like the plot aside, I think is fine. I think the concepts are really cool, and I really yes. like the main character. I, I think she's really interesting, and she has uh, interesting ideas that she talks yeah, about. Yeah, very deep themes. Um, I agree. I thought like <clears throat> the plot was a little tough with all the exposition, but everything around it is so good. I can see why this is such a jumping off point for a lot of um, more cyberpunk type stuff. It The the inspirations are clear. Um, yeah. And I can see why this is so such a, uh, I don't know, I'm blanking on the word, but such an important piece of work in the genre. Yeah, like foundational. Foundational, yes. Yeah. Like this is peak sci-fi. Yeah. Um, something I'm curious of your opinion on Perk. Especially <clears throat> in the beginning of this movie, there's a lot, a lot of nips. Nips everywhere. Yeah. But I, to me, it never really felt sexual or like sexualization because she's a cyborg and it was all felt very sterile. But maybe I'm yeah. just being naive. No, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you. I don't think it was too over the top or anything. Um, and sometimes it made sense, but I'll, although I, I don't know why, because cl- her skin must have had that technology the thermo yeah. whatever mm-hmm. so that's why but 
she get gets naked to go invisible, but she still has like a holster on and Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so some of this is like, all right, whoever drew yeah. this is like, okay, I see so what you're it's like a touch horny, I guess, but it's not aggressive. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it detracts. Yeah. Well, and that's I, I don't know if it was before this, but that's become at least a foundation or a pillar of the cyberpunk genres. It's horny as fuck. Like there's <laughs> a lot of over sexualization within it. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know, but um, do you think the ending was a bit too on the nose of her being in a child's body after her and the potent master merge into a new person? Uh, I, I think I think I like it. It's a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, I think it it leaves not quite enough to the imagination. Yeah, it's mm. kind of you know they hit the nail on the head, which it's a good ending, but yeah, maybe if you uh. We're left with a little, a, a few more questions, maybe. Yeah. But they, they do kind of feed it to you at the end that, you know, new being, we're together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Yeah. Anyway, I wish they would have been able to develop the pu- Puppet Master a bit more. We kind of just get his exposition scene, you know. Which also, um, th- this is, I just had to have a chuckle during that scene. There, There is like one frame on the screen for about 10 seconds. Because which makes sense because mm-hmm. his eyes aren't moving and his mouth isn't moving. He's communicating telepathically, mm-hmm. but it's literally it's it's just one animated frame for. But hey, we're we're working read those subtitles, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. I didn't miss anything in that scene. I just did. I find it a little funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think yeah. I think overall, I liked it. I just I think I more to see it as yeah foundational to the genre. Like so much Matrix stuff in here, like the jacking in. And yes. like when she's like plugging the bag, that's felt like the Matrix totally Did this grabbed that. Like, the Matrix. Yeah, this is ninety five, right? And Matrix okay. was like two thousand one ish. And I um, straight up, I I bet you that they were influenced. Oh yeah, and I know that the Wachowskis are big Japanese fans. They did the they did the live action. Matrix. Sorry, ninety nine was Matrix. Okay. Sorry, uh, the Wachowskis did the live action remake of Speed Racer. Hmm. Clearly, there's a heavy Japanese influence in their filmmaking. I mean, so. also, there's the the show, The Animatrix, which is like the that too, animated Matrix show. It's also um, made by the Wachowskis, right? I think so. Or think they, so. they must have had some... But they probably at least produced it, I would, yeah. I would guess. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really cool movie. I think... I wish it was a bit longer. I'd maybe say just read the manga um, for the story, but it, yeah, it's I, solid. I would say that because... This seems seminal. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. Seminal work. Um, it's a seminal piece of sci-fi. I think I a lot of people have this as like a like a ninety-five or a hundred out of a hundred, like a perfect movie. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I, I definitely go that far. liked it. But I think it's uh, it has flaws. It's not a it's not a perfect movie by any regard, but it's definitely good, and you can see everything that spawned from it and all the inspirations that have been taken from this movie um, and brought into just more modern sci-fi. Yeah. hundred percent. And so I'd end for my recommendations. The number one thing I would recommend if you like this show is cyberpunk edge runners, the cyberpunk anime that came out last year. Um, the show is absolutely phenomenal. And I think it really takes these concepts and runs with them, especially the body modification stuff. Um, it really explores that topic. Um, in a really interesting way and yeah the show is just it's great so if you want kind of more of this really grimy 
uh kind of fucked up cyberpunk stuff i think you gotta check that show out it's just it's incredible yeah uh blade runner yeah <laughs> the the blade runner movies are the first that came to mind because they they grapple with similar themes which i think are really uh involving and interesting themes to think about it's like the well what really is a human you know mm-hmm. what what differentiates us what's what makes us us like why is yep. this sentient life form not human you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i should watch blade runner again such yeah, a good movie yeah. well yeah and that's that's to go back to ghost and shell like that's why the puppet master character is interesting is because he was created within like the net you know like it's yeah. he's just he wasn't he doesn't have a brain or because i think at least no. the major has a brain yeah um, she has a real ghost yeah but he yeah. has no ghost he's the ghost he has an artificial ghost like yeah spawned in the net yeah and so is that is he is he alive you know um and yeah blade runner is a great great exploration of that as well i, I also wrote down akira akira was way before this but like just the neo tokyo kind of stuff is um pretty similar and we'll maybe watch that maybe soon. stay tuned don't want to foreshadow too much but um yeah this is a cool movie i'd say if you're a fan of cyberpunk i think you should definitely check it out just because it just spawned so much but as like a for the plot i don't know it's fine <laughs> it, it gets the job done all right well that is our review of ghost in the shell and we actually have a bunch of bonus reviews this week which i'm excited about um, if I can go first, Perk, actually. Yeah, please do. Because it, it weird, this weirdly just coincided where um, I was in the mood to start a new anime anyway, and there's this one I've heard about for a while. I heard it was really good, and it finally got the Crunchyroll. I'm like, you know what? It's time to watch this show called Psychopass. Um, and funnily enough, it's made by the same studio that did Ghost in the Shell, uh, production IG, and it has a very similar uh, theme of this is a near future or future-ish you know, Tokyo. Cyber, kind of cyberpunky, not not in the body modification way, just like in the technology has advanced. And um, the premise of the show is technology has advanced so much that society has developed, it's called the Sybil system. It's the system that can determine, how do I say this? Like basically determine your mental health and your mental aptitude and... Uh, your mental state at all times, okay? And in the society, mental health is the most important thing, more more than physical health. It's like you, you, your mental health has got to be perfect at all times. And if it ever gets cloudy, the psychopath is what it's called when they check your your. It's called your hue. It's like a certain color for some reason. Okay. If it gets cloudy, they're like, oh, you got to go to therapy right away. You got to get that fixed. And um, the way this exacerbates itself in society is that certain people um are termed latent criminals so basically it's kind of minority report-esque where it's yeah. like you're, so, you haven't committed a crime yet but we but can you're tell going to. Yeah. you're going to so then you're basically just put in jail um because you're a latent criminal even if you never did anything um and it have follows seen minority report by the way not for a long time but i would I like to watch it again something. um very interesting concept yes and so the show follows this police force and it's this new detective coming in, joining the team. And um, they have these weapons called dominators. And this is the, the whole thing of the show perk. And when the dominator points at you, it can tell you what your crime coefficient is, basically how likely you are to commit a crime. And if you're above a certain threshold, it'll 
if you're below a certain threshold, it won't it won't fire at all. The trigger is locked. If you're above the certain threshold, it'll stun you. It'll paralyze you. And if it's above a higher threshold, it'll just destroy you. Like it will. If it's in lethal mode, if it hits you, you explode. Like it's oh dear, extremely gruesome and, and over the top. I think on purpose for thematic reasons. Um, so yeah, it's about this police force trying to solve crimes because also it's like how do people even commit crimes? Like because there's these scanners all over city, so if they're checking their psychopaths of people all the time, theoretically, if someone's about to commit a crime, they would get picked up ahead of time and they'd get sent to therapy or whatever to to jail. Um, so yeah. I, I'm absolutely loving the show. I'm not even finished with season one. This is already my S tier of anime. I think the show is absolutely fantastic. Um, the characters are so good. And it is the themes it explores are just fascinating. Like, it's really asking the question of, like, what is a utopia? Because in this world, like, you when you're in it, you know, you can take an aptitude test. It'll tell you, like, this is the path that will make you the happiest in life. And it's like, I've in my life wanted that at times like just tell me what what would make me happy so i can do that wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice but then the villain of the show the antagonist is like you're taking away people's free will and you know if everyone is just submitting to the system it's kind of just like fascism um so there's exploring like all these super interesting topics and it's like it's a really good villain of like he's making a lot of good points he's also just killing people like crazy um and I, I'm really excited to see where it leads and just to see more of this exploration of this topic. And it's like the fact that if someone, like a minority party, if they haven't even committed a crime yet, but their their crime coefficient is super high, they just get killed. Like execution on the street, no judge. If the civil system says you're a criminal, you're done. And um, so, yeah, it, it's fascinating. I'm absolutely adoring the show and I highly recommend it to people, um, especially if you're in the mood for more cyberpunk uh, type stuff. Um, like there was a whole kind of uh, episode about a crime taking place in like the metaverse essentially um and i'll spoil a little bit but it's it just interesting uh, basically a, a killer was killing people and taking over their avatars because he felt like they were not being the idols that they were supposed to be so like a parasocial relationship like gone way too far and it's like that's kind of like twitch streaming now or just kind of parasocial relationships in general have gotten a lot more popular um in recent times so yeah i think it's super relevant and just a fascinating exploration of like yeah what is a utopia and how should we like do we need some stress in our lives or should we always go what'll make us happiest yeah it, it's fascinating check out psychopaths people it's a great time burke sending it over to you you watched two movies What'd yeah so uh i was on a plane and that's a good opportunity and delta usually has a really good selection of new movies to catch mm-hmm. up on so I uh, didn't watch any of those. I <laughs> uh, went for a couple of rewatch movies that I was just like, oh, you know, that would kind of be really good right now, huh? So mm-hmm. I'll start with uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Classic. Uh, you've seen this one? Um, I watched hey. the show. Oh, that that's a mistake. Well, the show's the first <laughs> season of the show is is also very really good, but uh, yeah, the the movie is like a, a seminal work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. that's my new favorite word because i remembered it <laughs> um no so basically the premise is it's the last day at a summer camp in like new england mm-hmm. and it follows around a bunch of camp counselors who are late 20 somethings pretending to be 16 year olds and, um like the actors are that the characters yeah. themselves are actually the, the characters 16. are 16 yeah. but yeah it's 
the, and it's they're making it pretty obvious that they're not. But this this movie's it's like an important thing in film history because it a lot of surprisingly large actors this was like their first film credit. Yeah. You got Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, uh Cam Marino, Joe Lotruglio from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Like Elizabeth Banks is in this movie. It's just one of the wildest casts that you would never get this kind of a cast today to do this movie. It's just mm-hmm. the stars aligned that they were all in it. Yeah. Um, and from a humor standpoint, it's the type of irreverence that if you like, I think you should leave. You will absolutely love this movie. Uh, <laughs> just some total non sequiturs and hilarious garbage. And like they're, everyone's running around playing capture the flag. And then the, <laughs> Uh, a track athlete from like the Olympics in full gear runs up and grabs the flag. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, what? Why did you think of that? But mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's just it's a fun movie to watch. It's a good comfort pick for me. And I was just looking to watch something where I could laugh, and then I had plenty of giggles. It's just such a funny movie. I, I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. It's it's just so hilarious. Hell yeah. And what was uh, number two? Oh, I see. Me again. Um, yeah, I only had the one. I just okay, want to talk about enough. it because of the connection. Yeah, so on the way back, uh, once again, I passed up the opportunity to watch. You know, I was eyeing up The Quiet Girl because I've heard The Quiet Girl is really good. It came out I last heard of that year. One. It was nominated for Best uh, Foreign Language Film. Okay. Um, and I've, I've heard it's fantastic. But uh, instead, I watched Tommy Boy again. Oh my god, I fucking love Tommy Boy so Tommy much. Tommy Boy is such a good movie, dude. I, the it's whole so time, good. Every time I watch it, I'm sad that Chris Farley's gone. Because mm-hmm. he's just a gem. Nobody did physical humor quite like Chris Farley. And no. the story is just so sweet. Tommy Boy is the easiest character of all time to root for. Mm-hmm. Just a big goofball. Um, I think it's... Is it Linda Cardinelli? Who plays his yes. love interest. Linda, Linda Carlini, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley and David Spade, who were, you know, both on SNL, have such good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a good, you know, feel good, root for the underdog type movie. Um, Dan Aykroyd's really hammy as the the bad guy Zelensky, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> it's yeah, also just it, one of the most quotable movies of all time. Like, there are just is. so many... Just hilarious bits and quotes. Yeah, like ones that you even forget about where you're like, oh, like my my family, we always like literally every time my brother leaves the house <laughs> uh, when he comes to visit, my mom's like, brother's got a hug. And it's mm-hmm. I had forgotten entirely that that's a Tommy Boy quote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Rob Lowe as the villain who just oh, gets yeah. con- constantly beat up and just hit by yep. cars and stuff. It's so funny. Yep. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I adore that movie. I think great it's great movie. One of my favorite comedy films of all time. I still never saw Black Sheep, which is like the mm. kind of follow up to that. Gotcha. Um, maybe we'll have to watch that at some point. But for sure, yeah, yeah it, it reminded me of movie. like it's just one of those fun road trip movies that's hilarious. I like I put it in that category with Vacation or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and it's just it's such a good fun movie to watch super easy watching and that's kind of what i was looking for oh yeah love it um yeah i'll, I'll i didn't include them in the because it didn't really count but i'll just say we 
my roommates and I started watching Kingsman because one of them hadn't seen it, uh, the first Kingsman. And I, I love that movie. Hopefully yeah. we'll finish it at some point, but it's just a great time. And then <laughs> my roommates are watching The Age of Adeline. Do you remember this Blake Lively film where she doesn't Vaguely. Age? Vaguely. I, I popped in a little bit and I watched okay. about 20 minutes total. Weird movie. But I can't really have an opinion because I didn't watch all of it. But Fair the fact enough. she's like 150 but looks like a 30-year-old and is dating a 30-year-old, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. But like I said, I didn't fully watch it. So that's what it is. Fair enough. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching a movie I've been wanting to see for a long time, Satoshi Kon's Paprika, um, a psychological thriller, which should be very interesting. Um, connection is the voice actor Akio Otsuka, who played Batao in Ghost in the Shell. He was the guy with the goggle eyes yep. and her partner. And he plays Detective Kogawa Toshimi in Paprika. So uh, that is streaming on Tubi with ads, or you can rent it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Paprika on Tubi for next week. But until then, thanks for watching. Bye. Bye-bye.